happy birthday to us. It is our sweet 16 when it comes to the podcast. Um, and by that, I mean it's episode 16, Jacob. We, we made it to the sweet 16. I think humans are most powerful when they're 16 years old. <laughs> that was not what I was expecting you to say. <laughs> Why are we? So we're past the prime of our lives already? Oh, 100%. By six years, nonetheless. I, I think, oh my God, six years. It's been six years since I was 16. You I've, think soft- and I've looked exactly the same. You since. think sophomores to juniors in high school are the most powerful of us. Yes. I Defend just, yourself. I just think 16 is such a classic year uh, in pop culture. And I think that because of that, like subconsciously you just think you are the center of the earth when you're 16 and therefore because you're so overly confident that you are the center of the earth that makes you the center of the earth i don't think that's how that works well that's my th- opinion i don't think if i and was you know what kyle every time i say something and i say this is probably how this works you're like I don't think how that works. Yeah, because I come <laughs> like, with a million like, counterexamples. You don't, you, wait, you don't say, I don't think how that works. I'm not going to let you fix your English. <laughs> I'm going to just start refuting you. If I am overly confident that I can fly, right? if I jump off a building, that won't be true just because I'm overly confident. That's not the way the world works, especially not when you're 16. You're wrong about everything when you're 16. If you're, listen, listen to me. If you're 16 and you're, you know, you're having arguments with your parents, most likely... You are wrong about whatever you're you're arguing about. You're probably going to be wrong about a lot of stuff. You'll figure that out as you get older. I just want you to know that now. You're probably wrong about a lot that you don't realize. The fact that you're so defiant right now about 16-year-olds. By the way, I'm not obsessed with 16-year-olds. I'm yeah, just let's get that out of the way. Jacob's I, not a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying 16-year-olds are powerful, and they're scary. Cer- they're certainly... No, you know what? No, they're not scary. <laughs> they're not scary. They're they're having a tough time in geometry, and that's not scary to me. That they're just to ha- you. That they're just having triangles, troubles in school. Triangles are scary, Kyle. <laughs> they're the pointiest of shapes. No, <laughs> that's not true. If you're counting how many points they have, that's definitely not true. Yeah, but like if you looked at the point individually, <laughs> a triangle's point would be pointier than like a square's point. It's pointier. No. <laughs> okay. Um, now let me ask you this then. Cool. Put yourself in a sixteen-year-old shoes. You are sixteen again. Okay. I look exactly the same. Uh-huh. Um. How many kindergartners do you think you could take in a fight? If I'm sixteen. Yes, you're sixteen years old, and and let's even assume they're not all coming at you at once. Each right. kindergartner, one by one. How many do you think you can take before you are just too tired? Or do you think you could just go pretty much forever? Well, the thing is, 16-year-olds um, have, like, secret innate abilities. No, they don't, um, Jacob. So if, they, if, if I draw in all of my chakras and, uh, <laughs> and my chi and become the— You forgot your feng shui. My, well, feng shui is a bit different. That, that, that comes whenever you're decorating <laughs> your home, I was going to say with your home decor. Yeah, when you're with your room, like your, uh, your uh, One Direction posters and stuff like that, like that's your feng shui. And that's also a reason why 16-year-olds are powerful. But, because they have so much feng shui. Exactly. But, um, you know, if I absorb all the light energy around me and I'm, and I'm 16 years old and I use like my, my super saiyan The abilities, power of the sun. Yeah. I could probably take like four to five million. 
six on like a super good day. But four to five million, I, I mean, solidly, yeah, like a hundred percent. If I was sixteen, now if I was like seventeen, maybe four. Four, four children, like not like four million. Four. Jacob, this is a revelation to me that you just appear to think that sixteen-year-olds just have this innate ability to rule the world, and none of them know it. Yeah, it's true. I did it once. I was, I was the. Oh, is that king. so? Yeah, I was the king of the world when I was sixteen. So <laughs> if you guys, you know, hit me up. Hit me up. <laughs> For what? <laughs> You're not king of the world anymore. I'm not. I was dethroned by another sixteen-year-old. <laughs> So if you if you want to be king of the world and you're 16, well, you seem to be in the know of this universe. Who is king of the world now? Oh, I don't know. It's been six. It's been six years. Every every year, it has to be a 16 year old who's on the throne. Right, but you're you apparently know about this throne. None of us do, so you should still know about it's what's so, going on in the throne room. So the thing is, right? Whenever you're 16 and then you turn 17 and you're dethroned, you're cast out. So you're no longer a part of that society. Right. So you're and and you know you no longer have the abilities of that of the 16 year olds. So you're just completely cast out. I know the guy who took my place. Uh, and it just so happened to be a girl. I said right. guy, but he's a girl. Took my place as king of the world. <laughs> the queen of the world. She's king. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why this is Guys, going so we're, far. We're here, we're here to expose the inner workings of the universe and how why the world heard, revolves. You ever heard of Illuminati? That's what that is. <laughs> that was it, her name. It's just 16-year-olds. Oh, so it's not the celebrities. No. That they're not lizard people or part of the Illuminati. Nope. They don't run New York City from underground. All of the Illuminati is sixteen year olds. That's all it is. Just sixteen year olds. If you ever so if you if you're ever suspicious of a sixteen year old, you're probably right. <laughs> so then who started the Illuminati? So, so it started okay, this whole conversation started with a sweet sixteen <laughs> episode. So wait, are we by the transitive property of power, do we have power because our podcast is in its 16? For the next 43 minutes, yeah. Okay. Well, technically, it's not 16 years old. It's 16 episodes old. Does that still count? Mm, no. Then that, You know what? Then I think, yeah, it probably doesn't count. When we're in our 16th year of this podcast, Good we'll God. have one year <laughs> of ultimate power. And then we can assume the role of king. I'll be king. You can be like uh, a prince. I think we'll probably switch those roles, but we'll we'll cross that bridge when we yeah, get to it. Yeah, sixteen years. We'll have the time to talk about it, flesh it out. Can you imagine if we were still doing this sixteen years from now? Dude, that'd be great. I'd be, I'd be content. What would we talk about? <laughs> we'd we'd have run out of things. <laughs> we would do DreamWorks versus Pixar seven. <laughs> still seventy. Fighting. Still 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 fighting about that. Um, yeah, sixteen years now. How old would we be in sixteen years? In 16 years, I'll be 38. Dude, we'll be president by then. So, like, it won't uh, even Oh, right, matter. right. We'll have already taken office. That's yeah. right. So, we'll still we'll either be too busy for the podcast or we'll have presidential stuff to talk about on the podcast. We can, we, can do, we can come back afterwards. Obama has a podcast now, so we can do the podcast thing after our presidency. Obama has a podcast? Yeah, he has. I keep Dude, getting, what are we doing? I keep why getting we, ads for it. Why are we competing with Obama? I don't know. <laughs> I keep getting ads for it. It's him and some dude, and I honestly, I, I watch like five seconds of the ad, and I, I skip it. But he, I know he has a podcast. That's about all I know. I kind of want to listen to Obama's podcast. I like his voice. He does have a nice voice. It's very soothing. A very nice voice. Um, so all that to say, 16 episodes, uh, sweet 16. Thank you guys for, uh, making this possible. We're almost at 20. We're, we're closing in. Yeah. I, I, I'm really excited for like 
the fifty second episode or like one year of Milk and Scream, so it's gonna be fun. Right. Um the one year well, because of that break we took at winter, it'll be a little less than fifty two once we get to one year. Right. But I mean, we'll get to one year eventually. Yeah. Um Yeah. That's I'm I'm super I'm super hopeful and excited for this and I'm I'm happy we've at least made it to sixteen. I yeah. mean that's that's pretty dope. Um but today we're gonna talk about something uh that came up in my mind recently. Yeah, it kind of um, came out of nowhere, and I was like, sure, yeah, sure we could talk about that, I guess. It, it's uh, it's something that I subconsciously think about a lot, but not, like, uh, I never give it, like, a full fleshed-out conversation. But it's something I catch myself doing uh, very, very, very often, and that's apologizing. Apologizing. Yeah. Um, so why has it been on your mind? Did something happen recently that you thought maybe you shouldn't have apologized or well, maybe you should have and you didn't? Well, here's the thing. So in 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 media and so in social media especially, the way it goes normally is somebody digs up your past mm-hmm. and then finds something shady and then they say, "Hey, look at this guy. He did this." You know, however many years ago maybe or even if it's recent. Right. He did this. And then normally that person will immediately get that notification, talk to his PR team and be like, hey, I'm sorry. It was inexcusable. And then yada, 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 you know. Right. So basically in this episode, I kind of want to just talk about different types of apologies. Like, do I think that every apology made on social media is meaningful? Probably not. Absolutely not. Um, There's no way. And it's hard to tell when someone's being genuine. When it's they incredibly hard, especially because we've moved in that past however many years in media specifically with celebrities and, you know, A-listers, B-listers, what have you. Uh-huh. A lot of apologies have resorted to either a YouTube video or I would say even more frequently a tweet. Or like a notes app thing where they're like, this type where of they paragraph. write more than they're allowed to in a tweet. Yeah. Uh, so it's very hard to tell when someone's being genuine. I mean, I don't know. Like that specifically, and, and then and then you have other people, right? Um, something that's going on right now is with David Dobrik. Some of some of you guys who are listening might not be completely familiar with David Dobrik, but he's a a vlogger on YouTube. He's a pretty. He's actually like our age. He's like I think he's twenty three or twenty four. Um, I think maybe even younger. I'm not sure. Um, but he's he's super successful. Um, he has his own TV show. I mean, actually, he's actually been on a couple of TV shows now. Um, he's been trying to integrate himself in more Hollywood stuff. But he's ultra famous and ultra uh, popular on YouTube. He will be 25 in July. No way. He's 24 currently. Yeah. 25. I mean, I, I keep thinking 25 is like, oh, that's like a grown up, grown up. But we're like. Two years away from now. Yeah, that's my older brother's age. He'll be 25 in May. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um, So, uh, David Dobrik. He is notorious for whenever he gets canceled for something, um, not bringing it up. Just ignoring it. Ignoring it and kind of you know shoving, shoving it to the side. And something has come to light recently that's kind of troubling um, about like some sexual assault allegations that are – it toes the line, which and it's it's coming up years later, so it's kind of like and the thing is it's on video. <laughs> he vlogs like everything, so it's all about how you look at it and how you look at sexual harassment in general. How you look about how you look at right. sexual harassment from male perspective, 
Um, and uh, for the record, if you're not familiar with the situation, he himself didn't like force himself on a man or a woman no. or anything. Otherwise, I think he would be more, addressing this more directly. But so, that's not the sexual harassment situation that's happening. Apparently, um, David Dobrik pulled a prank on a member of the of his cast, which is the vlog squad, the, the vlog squad. Um, where it was a kissing prank. So the first time he pulled the prank on this guy, he told him, hey, you're going to be, uh, we're going to do a, a video and you're going to be kissing Corinna, this really, really hot girl, but um, you're going to be kissing her while she's wearing this old man mask so it looks like she's an old man and you're going to be blindfolded. And he was like, okay, cool, I'll do it for the video. I think this was his inaugural video, like his right. first video. Um, so he gets prepared for the, for the shot or whatever in the house. And lo and behold, it turns out it was, um, instead of Corinna in the old man mask, it was Jason, who was a 40 year old man at the time. Um, so without his consent and, you know, everything, it was a prank. That was the whole idea. Uh, but, and, and, and you know, it's like tongue in cheek and it seemed, and it seemed like he was even in on it, uh, during that first video. But, um, there obviously are different red flags, like J like David himself admitting, like yeah, that that prank was you know real, or whatnot. Uh, you know, and Jason being like, you know, it was good to have you, you know, in the video. Welcome to the vlog squad. Like you know, this is like his like um hazing almost, like to get right. like a fraternity or something like that. Like um, any way you want to look at it, it whether he's you know a good sport about it or not, it, it still is towing the line between sexual harassment so the reason why this is coming to news to the news now is because this guy has been a part of that prank again um but the second time david quote-unquote asked for his consent which is again up to your discretion on what consent is uh as far as you know a prank with a 40 year old man making out with you for you know however long um and <laughs> shortly after that or within a few months after that did a few more videos, but then inevitably left the vlog squad mm. um, and has since reflected on those pranks and thought, well, why was I targeted this way? He also happens to be a black man. So this, there's this, you know, as time went on, he started to think about it more and came out and was like, hey, I think I was, you know, I, I, he called a sex, um, sexual harassment hotline and they were like, yeah, that's definitely what qualifies as sexual harassment. So he contacted David. David ignored him. He came to like you know social media and did everything. And of course, this guy—it's kind of hard to tell if he's actually being genuine or if he just wants you know clout or whatever. Um, people are taking it very seriously, and David has refused to address it. Um, so in my eyes, this whole situation. Um, my question is: If David apologizes, does it go away? Right. Because in my eyes, I'm like, hey, just apologize. Just say, hey, you know what? We were wrong. We were stupid. We were being dumb. And that was horrible to do to you. And we're sorry. And we want to compensate you or take down the video, which I'm sure he has taken down the video by now because that's just a bad video to have right. up. Um, but, you know, you know, he made money off of someone else's discomfort and, you know, harassment. So either way, it's wrong. So you should apologize. But does David apologizing make it better? And if David apologizes, does he have to accept his apology? And would that make him feel better? I think, A, that is up 
to Seth himself, whether David apologizing makes this go away. Yeah, because if not for the apology, like, what else is Seth doing it for? Is he doing it just to crush David? Which, to make sense. I also, uh, you know, people are skeptical of people that come out with sexual harassment allegations because money is always involved. Yeah. Um, And obviously, if you're going to try and get into it with David Dobrik, you'll probably get some money out of it. So people are skeptical of that as well. Right. Um. Yeah, I'm not. It's difficult because if if Seth is in fact being genuine about this situation, then I guess the reasoning for him is awareness to the fact, uh, just awareness as to what happened. Yeah. I don't. I don't. If he's being genuine, I don't think that he would be looking to get something out of it for himself i think he would be looking to take someone down that he felt wronged him not in a a vengeful way just in a this person doesn't deserve the platform that they have way right um but but yeah like like saying i'm sorry doesn't make anything go away and I feel like we're all kind of taught, like, if you if you do something wrong to somebody, if you hurt them, you're to apologize. But yeah. it doesn't do anything. Like, like it, it, it remedies it in your mind and corrects it. Um, Again, this also depends on who you're apologizing to. Because the apology itself doesn't make anything go away. The person's forgiveness on the other side makes it go away. And with the, I mean, I guess the, the apology insinuates, you know, the asking for forgiveness right and more importantly for the apology if you're apologizing for yourself then don't apologize true apologize for the person you know like your parents would always say it when you're little don't you know don't say sorry if you don't mean it you know like you hit your brother you say say sorry i'm sorry you didn't mean that you know that sort of thing you apologies are not meant for yourself to feel better yeah. You will feel better if the apology is for the person and not yourself anyway. Yeah. Um, apologies are, so, are supposed to be selfless. I think there should be different words for different levels of apology because I, I say all this to say this. I apologize way too much. I, I, I say I'm sorry probably 50 billion times a day. And I think... English is one of those languages that doesn't have different ways. Like, you know, we say things like, excuse me, when you bump into a person. And sometimes, you you know, you you bump into someone, you're like, sorry. Yeah, I, I say that all the time. Or like, you know, even if it's not my fault, like, I'm sorry. What do I, what, you know what I mean? Like, how do I, how do I uh, verbally process empathy for somebody if they're like oh this is this i'm like oh i'm sorry that wasn't my fault you know i mean i've read articles that talk about if you apologize for things that aren't your fault people often think less of you like well if that's the case then i've apologized way too much and people probably think i'm you know the puniest little ant i i just think that we either need to stop apologizing so much and stop expecting apologies from people or we need to come up with some new words because I'm sorry, rarely ever cuts it. Uh, yeah, I mean. Because, like, when you're apologizing for sexual harassment, like, Lord, like, what are you, like, how are you supposed to articulate that? And, it, and like I said, articulating that 
doesn't make the it doesn't de- doesn't mean you just deserve forgiveness. You've at least tried to remedy it, but it doesn't mean you deserve it. And you know, you might not get it. Apologies are also always not always, but especially in the the public space with these celebrities are always preceded or followed up by some a big long speech. Yeah. And you know, just a whole lot of words to say my actions were dreadful. I'm working on myself. I'm becoming a better person. I'm learning. I was ignorant that this word was hurtful and I'm learning and uh, I'm being taught by this person and I'm a different person than I was. Um, I didn't know. That's not how I was brought up. No one told me. Yeah. Um, so I, apologies are often filled with excuses. That's what I'm getting at. You know what's funny too? And that's that really annoys me when apologies are filled with excu- with excuses. Yeah, because I think that's kind of that's how my mind determines whether someone's being genuine or not. If I read, I could read the same paragraph from two different people, or like I could watch two different people say the same thing, and I might feel that one is saying something more genuinely than someone else. And the person I see saying something more genuine, it feels like they're giving reasons as to why they're sorry. And the person that doesn't feel genuine, it feels like they're giving excuses. Hmm. And they feel like the same thing except for how genuine the person is. Like when, right. when it feels to me that this person is giving reasons as to why they're sorry and reasons as to why what happened happened, I think, good apology, this person is trying to be better. But when I don't have that gut feeling of genuineness, it sounds like excuses and I get really mad. It's a gut feeling. Yeah. Especially when, you, when you're not the person receiving the apology, at least, and you're watching people give apologies, it's a very gut feeling of whether they're genuine or not. Because I think if you're receiving the apology, nine times out of ten, it's a person that you know that's apologizing for something that happened in your life. And it's a person you may have most likely also considered a friend or at least yeah. an acquaintance that you know. And it's easier to tell whether they're being genuine or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. Um. I was about to say, you know what's funny also? Like, why should we have to apologize? Because if you think about it, we, all of us in total, are not perfect. <laughs> it's like, impossible. It's impossible to be perfect, and it's impossible to expect someone to be perfect. Right. Now, that doesn't mean... That doesn't mean so, do whatever you want because you can't be perfect, so might as well lean into it. Right, cause, cause I, I think about... um. I think about Rhett and Link, two very prominent uh, people on the internet who have been uh, internet-tainers, for lack of a better word, for the better part of a decade and a half. Yeah. Um, I mean, they've been doing this like almost their entire adult lives and have come into very, very, very seldom uh, scandals or anything that they've had to apologize yeah, they, for. They don't come under fire really ever. Ever. And they're just great people. Um, but they're very obviously not perfect. They may seem that way, but they're not. So either they're not being scrutinized enough or they're really good at hiding their stuff. Uh, or they're just really good people. They're just genuine people who, of, of course, make mistakes, but do so within the context of their own personal lives. Yeah. And they're not mistakes that warrant public apologies because they were outright racist in a public place or something. Yeah. You know, like that's just not the people that they are. Right. Um so in that in that in that frame of mind, right when I'm, when I'm thinking of like 
people who never have to apologize because they're good. Brent Link. Um, I think to myself, well, it, it, I, I I tend to think of myself in that echelon, right? I I am nice to people, you know. I'm this, that, and the other. I'm not racist, you know, all this stuff. So I'm like, well, why do I apologize so much then? Like, why do I insist on using those two words the most? Like, you know, when I bump into somebody, there's not really a word to use besides excuse me. I say pardon me or I say I'm sorry. Yeah. You and know? honestly, I th- we could probably cut that out of the whole apology category. Yeah. That's not really an apology. But like it, it's it's interesting to talk about when it's not your fault and you still say I'm sorry. Yeah. That's that's interesting to talk about. But in terms of like. I was looking at something behind me, like I rubbernecked and I bumped into someone. I'm sorry, and then the guy was probably like, "All right." Because even I, even I hate when when I'm being apologized to. Whenever I'm telling them, like, if I was telling them, like, "Oh yeah, I hurt my toe," you know, doing something or whatever, I cut my finger. They're like, "I'm sorry." I'm like, "You know what? You weren't there holding the knife against my finger when I was cutting chicken or whatever." That would have been weird. So it, it would have been weird, and. Like if you were there and then you cut my finger and then you were like, I'm sorry, that would make sense. Yeah. But since you're here listening to me ha- tell the story of this of a couple days later and you asked me why I have a bandaid on my finger and I was like, oh, I cut my finger with my uh, 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 a knife. That was great. And then you say, I'm sorry. That makes me go, hey, shut up. I don't want to hear that. Say something else. But what else is there to say? There's no there's no phrase to say I empathize. Oh man. You know what I mean? When it when it comes to an example like that, and I was thinking about this as well. Yeah. When it comes to an example like that, I, I walk in a group of friends and I sorry I'm late. I was closing the door on the way out and I jammed my finger in the door, so I did uh I sit for a little bit and yeah. put a bandage or something. They're like, Oh, I'm sorry, that sucks. I like Yeah, I, I sure I I guess I would probably more prefer because that sucks because they're not sorry. Right? right. They're not like, Oh man. Like, you know, I, I, I like, unless there's something serious. I, that, and that's what I'm getting to. It depends on the severity of the situation. Right. What, because your question being, what else is there to say? It depends on the severity of the situation because when someone is venting about something really hurtful in their personal lives, not maybe not on a physical level, but they're just going through something. Yeah. Then really a lot of times it's, there, it is better to just not have anything to say and to just sit and listen. That's typically more appreciated than going, "Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, right. I can't imagine. Oh, I, I know, I know what I know what you're going through. A lot of times, no, you don't. True. You probably don't. Just sit and listen. Let them talk. Yeah, a lot of people need someone to listen, but there should be a phrase or a. Because here's the thing. If you're going to use I'm sorry for apologizing when you've done something wrong, and then you're also going to use that same phrase for showing empathy to somebody. Am I using the right word empathy? As in? Uh, what we were just describing there. with Yeah, you know, yeah empathizing with a person. Empathizing, yeah. or is it, is it sympathy that I'm thinking of? I'm Because there are two different things, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Empathy is the word you're looking for when we're talking about listening and trying to understand a person's pain. And be and, there for them. And be there for them. Okay. Sympathy is kind of more just kind of feeling sorry for the person. Empathy is really trying to understand the person's pain and be there with them and for them. Gotcha. Um, so when you're showing empathy to someone, there should be a phrase. Like, 
you know, like not I'm sorry because that's not the same thing. I, think, I feel like that happened probably in like the last 50 years. Some people just started saying I'm sorry I think the in the wrong place. I think the phrase is – and I think the phrase would just be I'm here for you. I, yeah, but like, you know – Or let's go get ice cream. <laughs> And take our mind off of this for a while. What if there's no ice cream around though? Like, what like, if you're let's in, go like, get any other treat that exists and take our mind off of this for a while? Um, should we apologize? Like, like you know, in reality, and people people have the same. Like, should we just be forgiving? Should we even have to apologize? Should we just be more forgiving? And that's the thing is that the apologize, the apologizing, its purpose is to to invoke forgiveness out of whoever you're apologizing. Not not to try and provoke them into forgiving you, but just to say, maybe you weren't thinking about forgiving me. Here's an apology. Consider forgiving me. Right. Because I'm trying to be genuine about this, and I want this relationship to stay intact. Because you feel grief. You feel like, you know, not grief, but you feel, um, for lack of a better word, sorry, you feel shame. You feel those kinds of things, and those things drive you to want to reconcile with that person. Right. So, like, in that case, yeah, but, like, if you don't feel those things, should you apologize? If you, Let's say you feel like you're in the right should you just apologize and then let that other person feel better and, and forgive you? And that, I, I bet that is a driving question of couples therapy. I bet is that that is just a number one question for husband and wife. They got into argument and husband thinks he's right. Wife thinks that she's right. And they go to couples therapy and the therapist asks the husband, do you think you're right about this? And he says, yeah. And he asks the wife, do you think you're right about this? And she says, of course I think I'm right about this. And then he says, does it matter if one of you is wrong about this? Can one of you let go of your pride and say, you know what? I was wrong. Let's say that you were right. And this relationship is going to stay fine. Depending Again, depending on the severity of the situation mm-hmm. or whatever the argument is. But a lot of the times. Like pecan and pecan. Of course. A lot of the times it's just the a pride severe. thing. If somehow that argument got in the way of our friendship, one of us is going to have to set down our pride and say, you know what? You're right. Let's just drop it and legitimately never have this conversation again because it will bring nothing but just more arguments when it doesn't need to happen. I mean, if you care about the friendship, sure. Yes, exactly. And that's where you have to kind of like make that distinction because some people in their relationships, you know, feel like I don't need that relationship in my life. Mm. You know, this person is causing me pain. Even if they apologize to me a million times, it's not going to make it better. I'm going to cut them off. So. Man, apologies are weird. Apologies are very situation dependent. Yeah. There's there's not really a blanket we can throw over apologies and say, here's one side of the blanket if this is your situation, and here's the other side if this is your situation. Um, if you fall somewhere in the middle, flip a coin and choose. Like It's not a big blanket that we can just throw over the world and say, we fixed the apologies, and now everyone is going to be good and forgive. Mm. They're very situation dependent. Should we try and make up a phrase? For the new I'm sorry? Not for the new I'm sorry, because I'm sorry is still good for, you know, uh, actual apologies. But, like, when you empathize with somebody, like, what should you say instead of I'm sorry? Because that doesn't do anything. Like, even if it's simple, 
I feel like we can. I feel like me and you, because we're just so incredibly smart, even though we're not sixteen-year-olds. Right, right. Um, Our brains have since decreased in size. <laughs> now we're a tiny little peanut brain. We're no longer sixteen-year-old. Um, I feel like me and you can come up with a phrase to use in lieu of "I'm sorry" whenever you're trying to empathize with someone specifically. Because even "I'm sorry" is used other places too that we haven't even gotten to yet. But I feel like if we knock this one out and this, the world starts using this phrase instead, I feel like the world will be a better place and people will start to empathize more. What do you think? I mean, we could certainly try again. Even the phrases would be dependent on the situation. Let's troubleshoot. Let's do it. Okay. All right. So you're getting that feeling. Let's let's do some. Let's do a little bit of role play. How severe of a situation is this? Is this someone like just venting about? Uh, like what if someone Let's, came to you and was like, I just found out that my, uh, that my grandpa died and I'm having a really bad day. Da, 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 da. Cause let, uh, your initial the, reaction is to say, Oh, I'm sorry about that. Let's use the venting example. Okay. So venting about something moderately serious. Scale of one to 10. How serious are we talking? Six to seven. Okay. Okay. So not one or two, not like, you know, a roach died on my way to work or, you know, <laughs> well, you, no one would be sorry about that. Especially not you. Not me. No, I would say. I'm not sorry. Good riddance. <laughs> Good riddance. <sighs> okay. So I feel like we can start with I'm, right? Because we're talking about us. Right. And we're talking about trying to. Should we be talking about us? Well, um, if, 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 should, should it be a phrase, like a statement or a question to them? Again, that depends on the situation. If, if you need to ask a question as in, are you okay? Yeah. Do you need anything? Do you want ice cream? <laughs> I think ice cream can fix a lot of these situations. I'm just saying. It's true. Ice cream does fix a lot of stuff. If you haven't figured it out yet, I'm really tired. I, just, <laughs> I literally got off work like 30 minutes ago, and I've been working since 5 a.m., so I'm a little bit sleepy. Yeah, Jacob's had a hard day. A little bit of a hard day. So I'm sorry if I mm -hmm. <laughs> sound silly. Um, but, yeah, if, if they're venting to us, statement or question, maybe don't start with I'm. Maybe we should. Maybe we shouldn't be making it about us. What if we just tell them a joke? You know, I think that'd be a pretty bad idea. Yeah, probably. What about? Because the joke might not be good, and yeah. they'll probably just get even more upset. What if we just said that they don't have good friends? What if we just said, "I'm saying," <laughs> and then they come in. I just found out my grandfather died today. I'm saying. <laughs> Bro, me too. That's, that's a that makes me upsetty spaghetti. <laughs> um, how about how about this? We use a little bit of psychology. Okay. Okay. So, unless the person is specifically in actual physical pain, or like injured, or damaged mentally. We can say, I'm glad you're okay. Right? So, even though we're already proclaiming to them that they're going to get through this no matter what, they're going to make it through because mm -hmm. they've made it through other things before, right? And we're also showing empathy to that person and compassion and saying, hey, but without saying the words, I'm sorry, I'm glad you're okay. You know, now if the person's like on a hospital bed, you know, that might not be the best thing to say. I mean, I think that might also come across as 
somewhat elitist maybe maybe not elitist but a little detached from the situation because if if i'm if i'm bending to someone and nowhere in the conversation have they been and has the situation happened where we say are you okay I'm like, yeah i'm okay if, if you just kind of they'd start they end venting and they're crying and you say i'm glad you're okay they'll probably just look at you like does it look like i'm okay right now i don't want to hear that i'm okay i'm not okay and that's okay not to be okay just let me not be okay just around you for a little bit because hmm. and that's that's where i think i want to land is just letting people know that it's okay not to be okay right because it, it is okay to not be okay. Um, I agree. That's where I'm going to land. It's just to say that it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to not be okay. I'm, I'm trying to like come up with a, like a little catchphrase. Like it's okay to not be okay. Blah, 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 blah. I, I, I just put a period. You could, if you're not me. All right, all right. Well, then come up with the latter half of the sentence, Einstein. Well, I'm trying. This is kind of on the spot, so I'm sorry. This oh, is a little it's bit okay boring. not to be okay. Enter name of person that you're talking to. Period. <laughs> it's okay not to be okay. But I hope you have a great day. Yeah, no, I hate that. I'm putting yeah. the period after okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm a little corny. I'm sorry. Um. So, do you still have some of those screenshots from Reddit? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Do you have, well, before I get into it, do you have any situations from it, from yourself where you've apologized and whether you thought it was the right thing to do at the time or maybe you have some situations where you regret apologizing or maybe you don't regret it, but you you look back on it and think I really didn't need to do that? Um, probably twice a day. <laughs> I'm not joking. I apologize way too much. And I feel like at some point it doesn't seem to other people that it's sincere because I do it so much. Right. But a lot of times I am just sorry. I just don't know what else to say besides those two words. And that's why I think there should be other words, other phrases for it. Um, I have a feeling that you don't apologize as much. Not anymore. Again, this is something we kind of touched on in the Are We Too Nice? Mm-hmm. And where I, I took a while to work on myself and not just saying okay and yes to everything when people are like have you seen this movie and i would just say yes just so that we we could have a situation where i wasn't the odd one out and they would like me i also took a while to work on myself to not apologize when i didn't do anything like if somebody bumped into me and they weren't paying attention like if i was younger that happened i'd be like oh sorry about that uh i got in your way when really they just were not paying attention and we were in each other's way from the start and that you know something happened so it took me a while to work on myself to where that happened to just kind of say nothing because yeah. it's it's inconsequential really especially when this just kind of bump you shoulder to shoulder maybe you drop something every now and then but. well well so like if it's inconsequential then would apologizing be so bad or is it is it made worse by apologizing do you think again i i think that goes back to something you said earlier when um, there's something you read that when you apologize for something, it's not your fault and people see you as weaker mm-hmm. or, uh, people see you as less of a person. Um, I know I certainly f- felt like less of a person when I would apologize to people who were wronging me, whether it be just bumping into me or, you yeah. know, in a more real situation, I would certainly feel 
I felt less of a person and I didn't, I didn't feel it felt wrong to apologize when I wasn't in the right or excuse me, when I wasn't the one in the wrong mm -hmm. and I would apologize, I would think less of myself. Right. So it took me a while to just stop apologizing when it wasn't my fault. And I felt better about myself because when it's inconsequential, then neither party has to apologize. And we both, they can just kiss instead. No, no, we're not going to do that. But you know, just go on. We can both go on with our day without having, anything looming over our head of, I feel like less of a person now because I apologize for something I didn't do. So it's inconsequential. I just, I don't apologize. And neither does that person and neither of us care. Yeah. Now when it comes to more real things, that's another thing that took me a while to, you know, stand up for myself, but still be able to see whatever point of view they were trying to bring to the table and bring it into a conversation more than a, more than just of a, a screaming match of opinions and then one of us is forced to apologize. Yeah. So I think I I think apologies can be avoided if you master an art of conversation and just hearing opinions and giving yours without judgment on either side. Right. Then apologies can be straight up avoided. That's fair. I mean, outside of, you know, physically causing someone harm, which not, yes. not a lot of us do. Outside of just straight up wronging a person with racism or harassment or that sort of nature. But when you're talking about uh, more of a friend to friend basis and you just, you know, th and things happen inside of friendships where uh, maybe someone, someone said something bad about you uh, behind your back or you annoyed them in some way you didn't know that you did. Mm -hmm. And they told their friend that you, they were annoyed with you that day. It's a very juvenile situation, but you know, someone mm -hmm. just said something behind your back. Just had the conversation of opinions afterwards. Maybe that person apologizes. Maybe you see their point of view and you can say, you know what? Now that you say it the way that you've said it, I realized that maybe I did do something wrong and I didn't even know it. So I'm sorry. Right. But it, the, the conversation afterwards is the most important part because either you're going to see their point of view and realize that maybe you were in the wrong or they're going to see your point of view or you're just you're going to have the conversation that needs to happen for some sort of coalescence after the fact and some sort of bonding yeah. and um, uh, reparation of the relationship. I think I was going to use the word reprimand, but I think that's the opposite of what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. It is. Yeah. A, a, rep a reparation of the situation. For sure. So with that said, I've got just a, couple of scenarios here that i pulled from reddit for fun just to see if for they should be apologizing or not and i will say i i grazed them just to make sure none of them were like don't talk about this outside of this reddit post or whatever because mm. some of these posts will start with please don't use this outside of any other platforms no. um but the way i see this is if you've if you haven't said that and you've put it on a reddit post it's on the internet i'm just going to talk about it on the internet somewhere else yeah. So if you haven't straight up said in the post, I prefer for it to stay here. I'm going to talk about it. Not sorry. <laughs> Maybe that's insensitive, but you put it on the internet. <laughs> Not me. I didn't do it. Um, What do I want to start with here? Okay. This is just the title. I feel like we can uh, glean from it here without the full story. 
I got mad at my only friend for hanging out with people that used to bully me. Should I apologize and try and salvage our friendship? So my only friend was hanging out with people that used to bully me. Should I apologize and try and salvage the friendship? <laughs> no. No. Definitely, I'm going to go with no. Because he didn't do anything. His friend's just not... His friend's just hanging out with other people. Um, if the friend is... First of all, I wouldn't apologize. I would bring this up to the friend you want to salvage the relationship with. Right. Um, if your friend is purposefully blocking you out um, and hanging out with those people in lieu of you, you, you know, purposely blocking you and then going for those other people. Ooh, pardon me. Sorry. I would completely end a friendship. It's not worth salvaging. Um, there are other people who will be your friend, I'm sure. Um, and, I mean, and, and it is difficult to take that route because, you know, obviously it says my only friend is hanging out with people that used to bully me. Yep. That's a very difficult thing to look at and say, you know what, just end that friendship, find some other friends. Because I think this person said that they're 16. Yeah, they're the most powerful human. <laughs> Did he really say he was 16? It says, I, 16 year old male. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, change the question. Change my answer. Use your powers to get friends, influence the world. <laughs> I hate you. We're having a real conversation here. So <laughs> and I just happen to say that he's 16. You go, oh my goodness. He's the almighty. <laughs> he's It's full circle. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely say. At least give your, uh, your old buddy a chalk and say, hey, man. Those people used to mess around with me. You want to be friends or no? Nah? Yeah, give the buddy a talk and maybe even give the the people that used to bully you a talk because maybe those people have changed as well. That's true. Maybe they, maybe they would even apologize for the way that they treated you. And then you have more friends. And then you have even more friends. Boom. So that's another thing that we haven't really touched on is that confronting people, going out to apologize to a person when you know that you're in the wrong also takes it takes decency out of you as a person but it also takes courage out of you as a person definitely does because you have to go out and put yourself on the line a well, to say that you were wrong and b to face the possibly harsh words of the people you're trying to apologize to because they still don't because they might not accept your apology straight away so you're yeah. facing quite a situation when you're apologizing to somebody you're vulnerable you're vulnerable 100% exactly so that being said, with the situation we've got here, it would it's going to take some balls. It's going some testicular fortitude. fortitude. That's right. That's what it's going to take out of you. Why? Why is if that a you thing? Why a woman? We... <laughs> you can't do it. You know what? Women just shouldn't apologize. Women are always right. You know what? Let's end it there. Uh, change the phrase from earlier. It's just women are always right. <laughs> Someone <laughs> venting about their their you know lost women are women always, are always right. Be <laughs> <laughs> <Disney> shopping. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. Uh, let's see. I'll read the I'll read the story for this one. Cool. With the headline, should I apologize for ghosting someone? So this is why I think it needs context. Would it be weird to randomly apologize to someone I ghosted almost seven years ago? I came across this person's name on my phone recently. 
and the memory started flooding back on how I completely ghosted the dude. We used to talk on the phone daily for hours and had a really good connection. For some reason, I completely cut him off one day. He didn't do anything wrong, and it was just me being immature and stupid. I'm embarrassed for how I handled things, as he did not deserve that. I know it really hurt him. I feel terrible reflecting back on it. I remember he had spe texted me specifically asking what had happened, and I was just someone who ignored him. All my other relationships left on good terms. This one really bugs me, though. I was only 21. I didn't realize how bad it was to just ghost someone. Is it worth apologizing for my immature actions in the past, or should I just let it be? Um, my question was going to be, are they 16? But No. Uh, it was when she was 21 when it happened. So I have some interesting context with this because I have been apologized to um, specifically by someone who um, I wouldn't say wronged me, but they just kind of were being disrespectful towards me. Um, and they did it months later. Like, it just so happened to be um, someone who I was acting with on stage. Um, and they just like, you know what? I acted unprofessionally and it's been bugging me and I, I'm really sorry. And as someone who thought about those actions for a long time, you know, and it was someone I cared about, I was really, really touched that they apologized to me. Hmm. Um, and it's something that I would do too. If I, I don't, I rarely ever ghost people. That's just not my type of thing to do. Um, I think people who ghost people are kind of jerks sometimes, but dude, when you get apologized to after you've been wronged uh, and it comes out of nowhere and it comes after you think the statute of limitations is far beyond, it feels really good. Uh, so I think go for it. Yeah, I think this touches on something we talked about earlier, which is apologize or apology should be for the person you're apologizing to, not for yourself. Obviously, she says that this is bugging her and apologizing would certainly lift that burden off her chest. But I think what you said also brings up a good point is that for this person that she ghosted, he would probably also feel pretty good if she came out of nowhere and said, look, I know I ghosted you, but like she said here, she's being truthful. You didn't do anything wrong. I just was, I was 21 and I don't know. I was feeling weird about myself. I was, maybe I was feeling insecure. I was yeah. feeling something, nothing that you did made anything go wrong. So I just wanted to apologize and say that you didn't deserve the way that I just kind of cut everything off. And some people will be like, oh, I forgot about that. You know, it's fine. And But but at least they forgive you, and you know they forgive you. Right. And I, th I think in this scenario specifically, it kind of sounds like that really the only two options are going to be that she says sorry, and he says something to the effect of, you know, I'm really glad you said that. That makes you feel good. And now they both feel better. Or your scenario where she apologized and he says, oh, I kind of forgot about that, but thanks anyway. And either way, she still feels better. Yeah. In this scenario, I guess kind of the very vague way she's described the dude and herself that I guess they seem like they had a good thing going where it was. So maybe he was a nice dude. Mm -hmm. I don't see this apology. I don't see him reacting in a way that's uh, that's like, yeah, I can't believe you did that. I, maybe uh, he goes uh, her. Uh, and he gets really mad or whatever. Maybe he goes to her apology. Maybe, but at least she knows that she reached out. Yep, she did all she could. So, so yeah, apologize, girl. I would go for it. I, I, I also have a similar situation where, where it had been a couple years, and, but it's only similar in the fact that a, 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 period of, a decent period of time had happened. But it was a, de a period of time where I was the person in the wrong, and I had no idea. So when I was in, when I was in middle school, I was in the I was in the band. I played clarinet, 
um, and I was first chair seventh and eighth grade year, and I was drum major my eighth grade year, and I was really good at clarinet, um, and I knew that, and you know, I was I was I was proud of how good I was at clarinet, um, and some years later, sometime in high school, tenth grade ish, maybe beginning of eleventh grade, uh, my friend Omira, who I guess I hadn't really talked to her since middle school, we didn't have that many classes together, but we had some class together, and she sat near me. And we, we kind of started talking more and more over the year and becoming at least closer acquaintances in the context of that class. And at some point we were just having a conversation and she said, you know what? I really hated you in middle school. And I was like, why? I, I mean, I knew you. you, you sat right behind me when we played clarinet. You know, she was, I don't know the, the way the chairs were set up. It was like, you know, first chair was at the front and then down to like eighth chair was to my left. And then so ninth chair was right behind me. So the, the clarinet section was all together mm -hmm. in a stack of two rows. So she was like right behind me. And she said, I really hated you in middle school. I'm like, why? I mean, we didn't really talk that much. Like, I mean, I knew who you were. We talked a couple times, but I mean, I didn't even think we were close enough for you to even have hated feelings toward me. And she goes, you were just so full of yourself when it came to clarinet and being in that band. I said, really? I mean, I really didn't. I mean, I knew I knew that I was good at the time. And like I I was proud of the fact that I was good. And I I tried to help some other people that were sitting behind me with, you know, Music. some notes they weren't figuring out or like and just try and say this is how it's done. But I guess the way that I did it when I was at that age, seventh and eighth grade came off as really cocky, know it all cocky and prideful. And I didn't know that until she told me whatever that is four years later, three, four years later. Yeah. And she said, I, I couldn't stand you. You were so full of yourself. You just thought you knew better when I came to clarinet. You just thought you knew all. And so at that point I was like, I'm, I really honestly, truly, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't know until now that you've just told me, I thought I was really just like the rest of you, like any other seventh and eighth grader. I was just kind of there. You weren't 16 yet, but, you know. I didn't have my ultimate power. I think when this apology was happening, I was 16, though, which is why I think she forgave me so easily because all the power resonating through me exactly. that you say exists. Exactly. It's, it all makes sense now. Yeah. But, I mean, that, that, that statute of limitations, it was something that she brought up that I needed to apologize for. Right. Um, which, I mean, of course and I you did. you were completely unaware of it. I'm completely unaware of it, but totally willing to apologize. Let me ask you something. As I yawn for the 18th billionth time again, I'm tired. You know what? I'm not going to apologize for being tired. I'm just sleepy. Those are the same. Well, I'm, I'm not going to apologize for being tired. Just, I'm just going to be tired. I'm just going to be tired. All right. Now hit me. You have a question? Let's say, I'm not sure if you've ever had one of these stories before. Okay. But you do something deviant to your siblings or to your parents' prized possession. You knock over a vase, and somehow your sibling gets the blame for it, and you know you did wrong. Maybe your sibling doesn't know that you did it, but they get the blame for it. They get punished, and you know, but your parents don't. Should you apologize for that years later? Yeah or nay? I mean, it... I'm not going to say it depends. I'm going to say you probably should have 
apologize pretty soon after it happened. But if you don't, I think everybody has that thing. Yes, I mean, if you don't, just tell the story years later. Yeah, you really at that point you were you were kids, and the punishment that they served was inconsequential to the life that they live now. Just tell the story because it's funny. I, I remember <laughs> I remember one time we have this big green dresser in my room, and for some reason I wrote my mom's name on it in cursive, her first middle and last name for whatever reason. And she saw it and got really mad that someone had written on this dresser. And I blamed Aaron. And she was like, Aaron, you're grounded for a week. And I was like, ha idiot. And so we got grounded for a week. I don't even I don't know if I've even ever brought that up again. I yeah. think I, I think I think I've brought that up to my mom. Because we were riding in the car. I'd be like, you know, I wrote on cursive on this dresser one time and I told you it was Aaron. You grounded him. And she was like, I don't remember that at all. Yeah, Isn't it funny how like we're like little delinquents and we just lie to our parents and they do things based on our lives, and then we just tell them years later, and they're like, I'm a doll. I think a lot of parents just assume that their kids are going to be bad liars, <laughs> so when they try to blame other people, they can just be like, no, it was definitely you. You're a bad liar. <laughs> Aaron's a terrible liar. He can't lie worth anything. The second he even tries to say something that is false, he kind of smiles and kind of cracks a little bit. He just can't yeah. lie. I know, Aaron. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I was a decent liar when I was a kid. I, I do remember being a good actor when I was a kid as well because I was really good at fake sleeping. My mom would come in all the time and I would fake sleep. And I don't even think I, I could do it now. But back then she would come in and like shake me like, Kyle, Kyle, you awake? <laughs> you and I literally, I literally like I, w I was so focused. My facial expression wouldn't change and I was completely asleep. And she would believe that I was asleep or at least she decided to let me believe that she believed that I was asleep. But now if I was trying to fake sleep and someone came and shook me, I would immediately crack a smile. But I was good at it when I was a kid. I think I, I was just a good liar when I was a kid. So I guess it's good that that has been taken out of me now that I've grown older. I don't want to be a, a good liar. I'd rather be bad at lying so that I can't do it. But Selena Gomez. What are you talking about? <laughs> bad Liars, a song by Selena Gomez. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, you know the song. You actually didn't like the song very much. I I really don't I don't know this song. I'm I, I'm sure I've showed you it, and then you were like, I don't think it's a good song. Uh, I know Bad Liar, bad Imagine Dragons. Um, let's let's let's. Cause I'm a bad liar. I know that song. That's a good song. It's not that song. All right. Well, I'm gonna move on to a uh, to a different a different uh story here to see whether the person's person should apologize. And Jacob's going to play a song, apparently. So far, I'm bored. Yeah, it's, a, it's a really not a good song. Then why are we playing it? Oh, this is that song? Yes. I never knew the words because she just whispers the whole time. I can't understand her. All right. Yeah, I don't really like that song. You can turn it off now since it's a bad song and nobody else listening wants to hear it either. Stop bouncing to it. It's a bad song. Jacob, we're recording a podcast. Turn the song off. I think this is the part where she's a bad liar. No, you don't. So you turn believe the song. Me. I'm literally going to cut all this out anyway because we're listening to a song for 45 seconds. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> all right, you're listen up. You're genuinely mad. I am. Listen up. <laughs> Stop being mad at me. Shut up. I'm not going to apologize for being mad either. 
you were doing a stupid well, thing. I'm not going to apologize for being stupid. stupid. No, I'm not going to apologize for being stupid. All right, we're going to end it here, folks. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm just kidding. Episode 16. Uh, let's see. Um, okay, here we go. Uh, my girlfriend and I had a text fight the other day over something I thought was kind of minor. She thought it was a big deal and asked for space to think about us. I apologized and said okay via text, wanting to not continue to draw out the fight. She called me about 24 hours later to, to talk about it. I made the mistake of trying to explain my POV and that texting can be clunky instead of just listening to what she had to say and ultimately exacerbated the situation. She reiterated that she wanted to be alone. I mistakenly took this that she was breaking up with me right there rather than just asking for space. Not, uh, uh, let's see, talking about in circles that she wanted to be alone for 10 minutes. We were talking in circles. In hindsight, I sound like a broken record. Uh, she said she would just leave it there and she'd reach out to me uh, if she wanted to talk and that I could if anything extreme needed to be ha happening. I was planning on just being silent, but I also hate that she's just contemplating us and that maybe her last memory will be of me irrationally arguing with her. Should I send a text saying, I apologize for how I acted, totally get where you're coming from, and just let me know whenever you want to talk, or should I just stay silent? That's the situation. These folks are definitely 16. <laughs> These folks, uh, they didn't actually say how old they are. They're definitely 16. I can They're tell. probably somewhere around there. Um, But they use the word exacerbated. Yeah. I think he was trying to use that word to make him seem like he was 17, but he's 16. And reiterated. These are some big words. You knew what exacerbated meant when you were 16. Yeah, but I'm a special breed. <laughs> 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 Um, okay. Here's the thing. Tell me the thing. I, I'm gonna say a couple things here. Say At some point he says hey Kyle, can I make a suggestion? Uh-huh. Can you say a couple of things? I'm gonna do that. Yeah, that's a good that's a great thing to suggest. <laughs> <laughs> At some point he says, I made the mistake of trying to explain my POV that texting can be clunky instead of just listening to what you had to say. Okay. Couple things. A explaining your point of view is not a mistake. I'm going to say that. I think both of you should be able to say what your points of view were so that you can understand each other and maybe one of you can come to a realization about the other's point of view. Fair. I don't think giving your point of view is a mistake. More importantly, point B, stop doing this over text. Don't have an argument. Write a letter. It, if, she really, <laughs> okay. if she really thought that I, actually, at the end here, he says about apologizing. She, he says, I can also write a letter or something, but she may not take well to me shoving a letter in her mailbox after what I said heck? I'd give her space to think. No, that, that, but, no don't do that. Anyway. <laughs> He's okay. definitely 16. <laughs> <laughs> he, he thought that this was a minor situation, and she thought this was a, a, a big bigger deal. deal. Bigger deal. I'm going to say a, a couple things. A, oh, man. I'm why so, does I'm so glad you're going to say a couple of things. Why does one person... I don't really understand how he thinks it's a minor and someone else thinks it's a huge situation. So huge that she needed space to think about them other than the fact that they're teenagers and they over-exacerbate everything. Well, I, yeah, I think that's that, that's just it. He may have done something really stupid and he's like, oh, it's just a mistake I made. and then Or he forgot their anniversary or whatever. And then she – maybe it's her first relationship. So she's like, I need to think. Mm -hmm. I've seen it on TV before, so I need to think. Yeah, I mean, um, if it's gonna, be, if it's a big situation, just don't have the fight over text. At least call the other person, yeah, or talk to them in person, Facetime them, or something. Don't have big arguments over text. That's that's advice 
I don't know how many things I've said already, but don't have arguments over text. That's just a stupid thing to do. If you're going to start fighting about something, just get on the phone. Yeah. But I, even people our age and younger than us have so much anxiety with being on the phone, even with people that they do know. It's well, it's so weird. Do it like hanging from monkey bars. Right, yeah, yeah. Both of you should hang from monkey bars upside down, of course, so that all the blood is going to your brain and you can both think super clearly and while you're having the argument. Argue. And then the first person who falls from the monkey bars loses the argument. That should be what happened. That should be how we solve world wars. <laughs> is that the leaders of the country should hang upside down from monkey bars. Yeah. Ooh. I'm trying to pop my knuckle. Ooh. Yeah. So, I mean, she says she wants time to think. Go to the playground because you're 16. <laughs> you know you're 16. Hang from monkey bars, like, by your feet. Upside down. Argue. And whenever someone falls, that person loses the argument. That's our answer to you. Mm-hmm. Now go. <laughs> okay. This is an interesting one to me. Oh, thank goodness. Um, It's pretty short. It's really interesting to me, though. Cool. What t- how, how far are we? How, how long have we been recording? A little over an hour. Cool. Let's make this the last one. Okay. Get going soon. Uh, okay, yeah. This is a good one to end on, I think. Cool. It's short. I, hey, a white man. Kyle, is it is it short? I love how you stopped me after I said, I, a white man. Because <laughs> <laughs> you said it was short twice. So I'm just wondering, is it short? Jacob, it's okay to say things twice. You don't have to draw attention to it every time I say something twice. Well, I like to. I, a white man, was saying <laughs> bye to a black friend of mine, but I said bye to him in an African-American accent. I don't know why I did it. I felt immediate regret after. But the only thing was, he didn't hear me. He was looking the other way. It happened about a month and a half ago. Should I reach out and apologize? Or should I not apologize since he never heard me in the first place and wasn't affected? You know what I was thinking this whole time you were reading it? What's that? This is an interesting one to me. Good. I'm glad you think so. (laughs) I also think so. As I have said already. Now answer things. Should he apologize? What do you think? Um, Probably not. Especially if he didn't hear it. Like, who cares? I'm sure the friend probably doesn't care that he said it to an African American accent. Um, and if he did, he would have probably addressed it right there. That, that's the whole point. He didn't hear it. So if he did hear it, he w- the black friend would have addressed it right there, probably. What? What? Will you say it for? He probably would have said that. Maybe, but I, and that's the point. Since he didn't hear him, should he bring? No, should he bring attention he, to it? No, he shouldn't. I disagree. Of course you do. We've agreed on all these, Jacob. <laughs> but no, Jesus. I, I, I think he shouldn't because it, imagine having that conversation. Let's let's just say with LJ, right? Okay. We're having game night. LJ's departing. Bye, LJ. Bye, LJ. You know, all right, play. I'll see you later. And then LJ doesn't hear it. And then a, a day later, you're like, oh, man, I probably should apologize to LJ. And then you purposefully you, like you following your rule you don't do it over text so you meet lj in person lj thinks like he's in trouble or some shit and lj you didn't hear me say it but i said goodbye to you in a derogatory african-american accent and i just wanted to apologize for that imagine how that conversation would go if he, like i said if lj turned around and was like what and you said, I'm sorry. 
that would be adequate and that makes sense. But if he didn't hear it, bringing that up anytime after four minutes from that initial conversation doesn't make any sense to me. Do you I th- see my point of view? Yes, but I th- again, I don't know the nature of this friendship that's happened. So if you're close homies, then it's not going to matter at all. Right, it's not going to matter at all. But in the context of this situation, I've met LJ twice. Yeah, and I, so we're not close homies, right? Yeah. Um, it depends on who this person, this white man, is as a person, uh-huh. and what the nature of their friendship is, because maybe. Maybe he's lear- he's even learning some stuff about himself, and maybe he's he's realized that he's been a part of this systemic racism without even knowing it. Sure. And maybe he would think that it'd be good to have that conversation with his friend and even ask, would this have mattered to you? I apologize if it would have, but maybe it would be it'd be important for this person to have the conversation. So this is and make a learning opportunity. That's a good point. I I, I can agree with that. This is what I would do if I was trying to actually just garter some knowledge about that. Like if, if that's in the back of his mind, I would bring up a hypothetical instead of a apologizing. <laughs> no, theoretically, say you left my party Friday night and instead of you not hearing me, you heard me. And when you heard me, I said, see you later, play it. All right, play it. All right, I'll vote with you. All right. <laughs> like if you said that to – Just theoretically, if I had said like, that, I, would how you, would you feel? How would you feel? Scale of one to ten. Ten being not good and one being pretty okay. Yeah, that's what I would do. Yeah, I'm I, sure that he would laugh. That'd be funny <laughs> to, to most people. There are people who would be offended by that, of course. Right. Um, And that's not good. So we shouldn't offend people. Yeah. So, I mean, if the person had heard him at the time, it would have been the learning opportunity right there. Yeah. But I think even after the fact, specifically because it's bugging him. If he was just kind of thinking, you know, like, maybe this could have been, maybe this could have been bad. Should over, I apologize? I think he's overthinking. Is my is my point? If especially if he knows he did not hear him, like it's like it's so inconsequential at that point. Like even and that and that's coming from me, the king of inconsequential problems. I don't think it's so. I don't think it's inconsequential because because he knows that maybe he could accidentally slip up again in the future, and maybe he doesn't know if that would in fact make this person upset with him so if he learns up front without accidentally making the mistake later again then he'll be safe from here on out well then then the hypothetical thing still works exactly so i think bringing attention to the situation in this context is important maybe the apology won't be necessary but bringing up the hypothetical might be but you know that I'm sure the friend you're bringing the hypothetical to is probably going to be a little suspicious of why you're bringing this hypothetical up. But I would at least bring attention to the situation for the sake of your own learning, for the sake of knowledge. Guys, I've got to apologize. Why is that, Jacob? I've not been 100% truthful with you guys. I knew it. (sighs) The the 16-year-old bit, it's not real. I knew it. I I almost started to believe you too. I, I fooled you. Um, I used my Joker's trick. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you're Joker, and I did a Joker's revenge. Joker's revenge. Um, I never ruled the world, and if you're 16, you definitely don't rule the world. You and, will literally never rule the world. And your brain's probably a little bit smaller than me and Kyle's. Way smaller, matter of fact. <laughs> 
just unbelievably smaller. You think you know everything. I promise you know nothing. Jon Snow. I'm sorry for lying to you about 16-year-old. That's a warranted apology. I accept your apology. Kyle, thank you for accepting my apology. Um, if you want to accept my apology, watch this episode and the next episode of Milking Screams, <laughs> and we'll, we'll consider it all squared away. Yeah, yeah, we'll consider once once you've once you've listened to all the episodes that we have out and will have out in the future, we'll consider it square. We'll consider it square. Um, thank you guys for listening to another episode of Milking Screams. Milking Screams, baby. Adios, muchachos.